Chapter thirty five of The Shadow of a Sin by Bertha M. Clay. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter thirty five. Kate Mansfield, Miss Dartell's maid, had taken, as she expressed it, a great fancy to Gustav. She was a pretty, quick, bright eyed girl, not at all accustomed to giving her smiles in vain. Gustav, who had been with Lord Shandon for many years, was handsome too in his way. He had an intelligent face, eyes that were bright and full of expression, and a somewhat mocking smile, which added, in Kate's mind, considerable to his charms. He had certainly appeared very attentive to her, and up to the present Kate had felt pretty sure of her conquest. She heard Gustav say, as his master was out for the day, he should have a long ramble on the seashore, and the pretty maid, having put on her most becoming bonnet, made some pretext for going to the shore at the same time. She quite expected to meet him and then as she said to herself with a smile the seaside is a romantic place and who knows what may happen but when kate had reached the shore and her bright eyes had wandered over the sands she saw no gustav he has altered his mind she thought and gone elsewhere she walked on somewhat disappointed but feeling sure that she should meet him before she returned home presently her attention was attracted by the sound of a man's voice and looking round a boulder she saw gustav in deep conversation with the governess miss holt kate was already jealous of miss holt jealous of her beauty and of the favour with which lady dartell regarded her i do hate governesses kate was wont to observe to her friends in the kitchen i can do with the airs of grace of real ladies they seem natural but i cannot endure governesses they always seem to me neither the one thing nor the other then a sharp battle of words would ensue with mary king who was devoted to the young governess you may say what you like kate but i tell you miss holt is a lady i know one when i see one and now the jealous eyes of kate mansfield dwelt with fierce anger on hyacinth carly she said to herself sneeringly ladies do not talk to servants in that fashion why she clasps hands as though she were begging and praying him about something I will say nothing now, but I will tell Miss Dartell. She will see about it. And Kate went home in what she called a temper. Gustav walked away full of thought. He would certainly act honourably towards Miss Vaughan, would give her fair warning before he said anything to Lord Chandon. Perhaps, after all, she knew best. It might be better that his master should know nothing of her being there. It was just possible that there were circumstances in the case of which he knew nothing and there was some rumour in the servants' hall about his master and Miss Dartell. Doubtless it would be wise to accede to Miss Vaughan's request and say nothing. But during the remainder of that day, Gustav was so silent, so preoccupied, that his fellow-servants were puzzled to discover the reason. He did not even take notice of Kate's anger. He spoke to her and did not observe that she was disinclined to answer, nor did he seem to understand her numerous allusions to underhand people and cunning ways i almost think said gustav to himself that i will send miss vaughan three lines to say that i have decided not to mention anything about her she looked so imploringly at me i had better not interfere of all the blows that could have fallen on the hapless girl she least expected this she had feared to meet lord chandon and had most carefully kept out of his way she had avoided sir aubrey lest any chance word of his should awaken adrian's curiosity she had taken every possible precaution but she had never given one thought to gustav she remembered now having heard lady vaughan say how faithful he was 
and how highly adrian valued his services how gustav had never had any other master and how he spared no pains to please him and now suddenly he had become the chief person in her world her fate nay her life lay in his hands honest hands they were she knew and could rely implicitly on his word he would give her fair warning and when i get the warning she said to herself i shall go far away from england no place is safe here for i would not drag him down my noble princely adrian who has searched for me sorrowed for me and who loves me still i would not let him link his noble life with mine the name that he bears must not be sullied by me it shall not be said of the noblest of his race that he married a girl who had compromised herself people shall not point to his wife and say she was the girl who was talked about in the murder case ah no my darling i will save you from yourself i will save you from the degradation of marrying me she spent the remainder of the day her holiday in forming plans for going abroad it was not safe for her to remain in england at some time or other she must be inevitably discovered it would be far better to go abroad to leave england and go to some distant land where no one would know her she had one friend who could help her in her new decision her heart turned gratefully to dr chalmers heaven bless him he would not fail her she must tell him that she was not happy that a great danger threatened her and she must ask him to help her to procure some situation abroad nor would she delay she would write that very day and ask him to begin to make inquiries at once soon all danger would be over and she would be in peace the long day passed all too quickly she was so busy with her plans it was late in the evening when she heard the carriage return and soon afterwards she knew that adrian was once more under the same roof veronica dartell was not in the most sunny of tempers she had spent a long day with lord shandon yet during the whole of it he had not said a word that gave her the least hope of his ultimately caring for her while she liked him better and better every day she wondered if that tiresome girl was really the cause of his indifference or if there was any one else he liked better perhaps she thought to herself i have not beauty enough to please him i hear that this girl he loved was very lovely an aversion to all beautiful girls and fair women entered her mind and remained there she was tired and that did not make her more amiable so when kate mansfield came in with her story veronica was in the worst possible mood to hear it what are you saying kate she cried angrily it cannot be possible miss holt would never go meet a servant you must be mistaken i am not indeed miss dartell i thought it was my duty to mention it to you they were talking for more than half an hour and miss holt had her hands clasped as though she were begging and praying about something nonsense said miss dartell you must be mistaken what can miss holt know of lord chandon's servant even as she said the words a sudden idea rushed through her mind what if the servant was taking some message from his master i will make inquiries she said aloud i will go to miss holt but further testimony was not needed for as miss dartell crossed the upper corridor she saw hyacinth standing by the window to her came gustav who bowed silently placed a note in her hand and then withdrew i have had absolute proof now she said this shall end at once end of chapter thirty five